Welcome to LilyPod episode 56, Whirlwind Romance with Victoria Wynn and Trent Lim. Jeff and Kathy Teichert, bringing you another episode of LilyPod, a production of Love in Later Years. We are certified life coaches, authors of the Amazon bestseller Intentional Courtship, and members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our messages are directed toward mid-singles and later married couples. We also welcome all who enjoy personal growth and enriching relationships. Friends, we have some special guests on our program today, uh, Victoria Wynn and Trent Lim. And Victoria and I have been good friends for now going on 12 years. That blows my mind to even think about that. But uh, when we first met, we were both kind of new in the mid-single world, but I was newer than she was. And uh, she did a lot to help support me through some really rough times. And so um, I've appreciated her friendship through the years. She also was my angel or what you might call my sponsor, if you prefer, uh, for a program called Great Life, which was kind of the beginning of my personal development journey in my mid-single years. And, uh, And I appreciated her help and support in that. Uh, she had gone through the, the same program herself and believed strongly in it. And, uh, and that, you know, may come up during our conversation today. But uh, we brought her on mostly to talk about her relationship. And Trent is here with her. He will be part of this. And I'm going to let her introduce him um, just uh, to, you know, fill out the introduction Victoria is the founder, owner, CEO of uh, an organization called Win Modern Art. She has been an artist for a long time. She was a graphic artist for Disney, right? Yep. Creating like um, film posters and that sort of thing. Yeah, marketing for them. Yeah. Right. So, and she's very talented. I've I've uh, followed her work ever since I've known her and. So um, I, I'll let her also, you know, talk about, about that here in a minute. But Victoria, if you would start out by introducing Trent uh, to us and tell us a little bit about him and um, we'll, we'll get into your story of how you met later. But if you just want to talk a, a little bit about him to begin with, that'd be good. Yeah. So <laughs> he's, he's waiting for it. Um, I didn't realize I'd be introducing him. So how would I? introduce my my husband um i i just really have learned um and believe when people say like you've found your your best friend right and Mm. your partner so for me besides all the accolades and i love how brilliant he is and intelligent and all those things i also especially love that um he's so respectful to me and honors me so much and so we've really become best and fast friends you know through through thick and thin, our relationship is is new, yet 
we really um, jumped into it wholeheartedly and have added just, um, I would say kind of stresses to it. And so we've learned, we've had to learn really quickly that communication is so key. Um, listening to one another when we have a stressful day. Um, I understand more about like forgiving one another and what that means. Um, so yeah, for, for me, Trent, um, initially, I just loved, because we didn't, um, like we had probably about 40 hours of talking on the phone and in video before we actually met, because I was driving across the country. And while I was driving, I was talking with him and getting to know him. And when I would stop at a hotel, we would, you know, do a video like this. And so we had all this time. Um, but what I loved is this like warm feeling that I got from him. Just, I thought, is this guy for real? Just so sweet and warm and loving and um, just didn't have this negative edgy side that I have met through the years, you know, and this kind of negativity, just so uplifting and, um, and also really interested in me. So it wasn't, the conversations were, um, you know, it wasn't him centric. That was something else I had found a lot in the past. Um, and he was really interested in, in me. And, and uh, so, yeah, but also I personally attracted to him for also besides that, um, just, I like to learn from my partner. So he's um, really scientific and amazing with processes. And, you know, here I am an, an artist. And so I really appreciate, you know, how we have come together, like with his strengths and, and my strengths. Um, so I find and, and continue to still find him like inspiring to me and interesting. Um, Trent, says, what's your profession? Do you work in the sciences? Uh, I am actually a, a chief financial officer for a medical practice management group. And before okay. that? Now, before that, I, I was in uh, engineering and construction. Okay. Interesting. And flew, right? A pilot. I, so. I have a private pilot's license. Um, all right. So that's, that's interesting. Victoria, do you want to tell us a little bit about Wind Modern Art and what gave you the idea to start that and how yeah, that's I, I think it really ties into this conversation. I hadn't thought about it really until you introduced me um, with One Modern Art. It, uh, it has been an amazing way for me to manage stress, like day-to-day -day stress, um, PTSD. So for me, I have an artistic background and I always love creative things, but I had loss in my life just a tremendous loss. And it was like all at once, you know, like sometimes just too many things all happened. And I'm like, I just, I don't know how to manage life right now. It was so overwhelming, all the loss all at once coming from these different areas of my life. And I thought, you know, I'm going to do this totally different form of art. It's called fluid art. And my background's in like pencil portraits and very highly, highly detailed, you know, six hours on one eyeball kind of thing. And this fluid <laughs> wow. art, there's, you know, torches involved and chemicals. It's um, messy. And it was exactly what I needed. So now 
you know, it's become within three months, two, three months, I sold my first piece of fluid art. And then um, from then on, it just, it snowballed. And I just found it to be so therapeutic. I started to feel like a kid again. I was so down at that time, just three years ago. So after week after week, as I was playing with it and then innovating my own techniques, I noticed that I started to just feel like my happy self again. And then the next thing I knew, I was feeling better than ever since I was a little kid, like playing in the mud, you know, and you just feel so free and you're playing the dirt and the mud or you're playing with your pets and all that. It was like that kind of elation. And so I stopped taking any kind of corporate jobs for marketing and for graphic design and went just 100% right into it. Um, and the reason I even teach it now is just because I went on Instagram thinking, I've got to show people how to do this. And even though I'm new, I can show them what I've learned. You know, I, I failed forward enough. I can show them the things that I figured out. And I had decided that I wanted to be like this world-renowned person that everybody goes to for questions for this very specific kind of art. And boy, I really get that. <laughs> like now I'm like, gosh, what did I ask for? I have so many questions that, you know, come into my, my inbox for art now. But that's what I asked for. I really just wanted people to explore and play and not worry about, oh, I'm not an artist. You know, well, if you're a person that can have an idea, um, then this is, this is for you, especially if you might have stress um, or just have some emotions you want to work through. This is such a great way um, to express. So that just snowballed into um, people asking what products I was using in the art. So now we have a whole website and a whole e-commerce side to selling the actual products that I use. But really the whole purpose is to help people just to manage their stress. And um, for Trent and I, Trent and I have um, both done like fluid art together, like created a piece of art together. Oh, and wow. so it's been amazing for families and couples. I've taught couples classes doing this kind of art. And yeah, and so really early on, he and I started doing that together too. It's kind of almost symbolic of melding two different visions together and creating one sort of unified whole. Very much, because the artwork is like marbled, kind of like why make ocean waves right. and marbling. And you really are blending these you know, if he dumps a cup of the, the paint mixed with the chemicals and I dump it and then we tilt it and it all blends together, it's so graceful and so beautiful. So I was so excited that I had someone that, um, you know, I had found someone that was excited about it with me and that wanted to do it with the, you know, just jump into it. So we've gotten into alcohol inks and acrylics and if it's fluid, then yeah, we've had a lot of fun creating like big canvas pieces of art. And um, so. I know we have some artists in our group that would be fascinated by what you do. So we'll definitely post a link. Yeah, uh, it's um, some people that I've, I've mentored and taught have been able to turn that into either a highly um, valuable part-time or a full-time 
you know, world for them. It's, it's changed their lives, but they started it because it was so fun. You know, you just, you feel like a five-year-old again. So <laughs> I think we kind of all need that more in life. You know? I know when you came for dinner a while ago, you were a really big hit with my kids because yeah. probably because you're, you're good at playing now. <laughs> that, that's a really great. Well, actually she was here engaging in and that wasn't why she came, but she was here engaging in creative projects That's right. with them. They were making a movie. And <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. I, kids and animals are definitely in, in art where I feel most comfortable and like my truest self is, is how I would describe it. Kids don't care what you look like. They don't, you know, they just wanted to be, to be treated well and have some fun with you. And then they're so simple and same with pets and so I just, I really enjoy kids, pets, art, you know, comfortable to be me and yeah. And That's people awesome. like you guys, you know, when I meet like-minded people, then mm -hmm. we can all feel comfortable together and just be yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Well, I, I have definitely appreciated our friendship over the years and, and the support that you have given me. Now uh, you were single for quite a few years and mm -hmm. um and then I, as i understand it and you can correct this if i'm wrong you kind of had your kids raised up and out and they were moving on with their own lives and you went on a sort of eat pray love journey is can you tell us about that and yeah yeah that um <laughs> i didn't even think of it like that until people on facebook it, it caught so much wind, you know, people were um, following my life, which was odd that they kept using the phrase like this eat, pray, love. <laughs> and, you know, for me, I just, uh, my mom had passed in, in springtime and right. there was something about that huge change in my life to have someone so um, close to my life, you know, pass away. It really had me being introspective very prayerful and I just felt like I needed big change in my life and uh, and one of those changes I felt like in the state that I was living in and in the community and areas I was living in I wasn't feeling this like warm homey feeling and I was really seeking that in life I was seeking a partner where I could like feel like home uh, you know, with my partner, but also like a location. And at that time, I was kind of going through a mourning period. I was not looking to date. I was crying all the time. And um, I mean, some of it was just gratitude. I wasn't necessarily depressed, but I had so many emotions that were just going on after my mom passed away. And I, I knew it was time for me to move, but I didn't know where. I just knew that I wanted a warm, loving um, community and place to be. So myself and my two dogs, Chowder and Biscuit, we just got in my SUV, packed up some snacks and um, dog food bowls and some leashes, and off we went um, driving across the country from Utah and then off all the way up to Washington, D.C. And that is actually where I ended up connecting was on that trip connecting to to Trent I kept having this strong feeling that I was pushing away the strong feeling was to get on a certain um, website that was for dating and 
I thought, what the heck? I'm thinking I'm talking to myself. Like I'm arguing with myself. What are you thinking? <laughs> You've got to find a place to live. And we want to get near some water if possible. And, you know, I have these, these goals and these plans in my mind. Got to find a nice little home and a little community. Um, and I'm mourning, you know, the passing of, of my mom. And so I pushed the voice away thinking, you're crazy. Well, the voice just got stronger. And that's when I realized, oh, my gosh, is this, is this a prompting? You know, and so I, I followed through with it. And I think I, I must have found Trent or we found one another within, I don't know, just a few days or a week of me even being on the site. So basically, I got on, found Trent, left. <laughs> you know, that's, that's how, how quick that was. But he knew that I was going across the country. And so that's why I had all this time. I mean, normally I'm working 15 hours a day with Wind Modern Art, but here I am driving and it was just the perfect time. I was present. Um, I was open. You know, my heart was open. I was open to change. I was open to new things. Um, so road trips do that for me too. I, I feel like they open up my heart and invite in all of this renewal. And I don't know how to describe it exactly, but. Yeah. Trent says that about road trips too. Like we've taken many, many since then. Um, and he talks about that too, that you go, Oh, I don't mind the driving. You know, it's a time to just think and ponder and just let your mind be. Um, so I, I'm kind of curious. <laughs> I haven't thought about asking you this, but. So what, what went through your minds when I told you I was looking for home? And I mean, I must've sounded like a crazy hippie. I mean, I really, I'm a professional <laughs> businesswoman, but if anybody had said, I'm just looking for home and I'm just driving with my two dogs in a, in a Toyota, <laughs> you know, FJ, like what? Well, I, to be honest, it was kind of refreshing to, to have met somebody who, understood themselves well. Um, that was something that I was really looking for was somebody looking for was somebody who had taken the time to get to know who they were and understood what they wanted and needed. Um, and, and they knew that it just wasn't someone, that there was you know more to being happy than somebody else making you happy. Mm. Um, and you understood that. And it, you were, you know, largely self-sufficient emotionally and and it wasn't about needing somebody to, to, to complete you, but just wanting to be with somebody. And that was very refreshing. Yeah, that's mm. something we talk about all the time, too, that two happy people rarely get together and have a lousy time. But if one or the other is a little bit um, looking to the other person to make them happy, it's probably not going to work. It's somebody can mm -hmm. augment your happiness, but can't necessarily give it to you if you don't have it. I agree completely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad he brought up that, that point. Um, and I appreciate that because from the outside, I'm thinking I must look absolutely crazy, but I can see that perspective. Uh, no, this is a woman with a goal. Like I knew, I did know, you know, what I was seeking and I knew the feelings that I wanted to have, including with a partner. Um, I wanted to feel emotionally safe um, and 
you know, I, ironically, I, I did find home, but definitely I wasn't expecting it to be within a person. And that was the, the greatest blessing, you know, for me is, um, and, you know, lo and behold, he does live in like a, a kind of smaller community, but uh, really my big victory is, you know, I found my, my home, um, you know, with, with Trent. And it was a quick, it was a quick knowing. I didn't really, and I thought it was a very Hollywood cliche thing to say, you know, we just knew. Um, <laughs> I just was like, oh, you're By awesome. the way, Victoria grew up in Hollywood, just so you guys know. <laughs> yes, I can joke about Hollywood all I want. And it is, yeah, there's just so much fake and cliche. Dude, her high school boyfriend was a Hollywood actor. <laughs> yes. And, and yeah, um, so I just am shocked that, oh, so that really can, like, where you just have this knowing, like, they just feel so right. I felt like I had just, like, we were best friends from, you know, kids, like, we just really got each other. Um, and that was not, so, that, I had never experienced that before. So we moved forward into our marriage pretty quickly, um, despite he and I, uh, being pretty methodical when it comes to relationship. I have rules. You have to date this long and you have to, da, 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 da. <laughs> he, you know, methodical in his own ways of getting, this is a big, big deal. There will be no divorces in our, in our future. And we both knew that, that, um, so we wanted to be very, to choose wisely. So yes, to choose, <laughs> choose wisely this time. So you chose wisely and you jumped in. What was that? You chose wisely and you jumped in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and we, we freaked out our families for sure. We freaked out a little bit. It scared us. Mm -hmm. yeah. it, it did. We had to be there kind of for each other. We would have more freak out. We're just kind of like a freak out day. And I'd say, how are you doing today? And he's like, I'm feeling pretty freaked out. Like, what am I doing? And, I, and we, so I call it holding space, right? You just allow someone to just be without judgment and without react, being reactionary. And so I would just um, say, well, you know, it's, it's okay to take your time. It's going to take time for us to process this. And, and then, and I'm doing great in that moment. So when I was strong and he was like, what am I doing? You know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm in the same boat as you guy. You know, what? But then next thing I know, you know, he'd ask me, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm, I'm freaking out. Like, you know, it's like your triggers come up, your fears. You don't want right. to go through the things that you've gone through before. So it was just triggers. It wasn't actually about he and I not being great for each other, it, for one another. It was our old stuff and our old fears coming up. Um, certain topics might bring up, you know, we'd have to talk it through and, and remind ourselves we're not one another's exes. You know, we're not one another's past traumas. Um, so I think we did a good job of uh, what I call holding space for one another because it, it was it was quicker. And then once we both came to a really peaceful and good place about it, then we can go and help his mom or my kids or whoever was like, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> and we could just very calmly say, this feels so right to us and you know and it was like they could feel our countenance you know was different and our energy just everything about the way 
we we acted and looked and they're like you both are different you know like yeah this is different and and so yeah it's been yeah. it's been great um the the families have both been so supportive we didn't we didn't know we figured if we're kind of freaking out why why wouldn't they and so we also didn't judge them for that we're like well yeah i can see why your your mom would you know be like are you sure this is really what you want you know and um and my kids you know for me they're so protective over mom they want to make sure she's happy and this time she's being treated right and um so to have phone calls with my kids and and have him on speaker and you know have one of them like get choked up and teary-eyed and she hadn't even met him yet so she could tell there's just there is something about the way I talk about him and about his voice and the way he was talking and it just it calmed everybody's nerves so so we have a lot of support but I was I was like ooh, how's this gonna go over you know I actually love that you brought up that you recognize those triggers weren't about your relationship or whether you were right for each other. Because we we think that oftentimes in dating, we get these triggers and we think it's the other person or that it's the match, but it's in us. And that it's a red flag of some sort. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of red flags are false flags. Um, yeah. Not that there aren't red flags, truly. Well, there are. <laughs> but but we want to make sure that they're not our own trauma telling us they are red flags and then we ruin what could be a, a great relationship over that absolutely we've had to do a lot of that inner work and, and like i said you know pretty pretty quickly um because there's no need for the contention if it doesn't need to be there um so something to add that i really appreciate about trent is really mature conversations like, like this. Um, I can, I can say, Hey, you seem triggered because all I did was ask about this and then he'll, he'll pause and go, Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, and same thing. We can call each other on stuff without being combative, but definitely saying, Hey, are you okay? Cause that's not your normal behavior, you know, and we can have a, a talk without it. Um, turning contentious. And so I just think when you're dating someone, like if I were to give someone advice, really check into their emotional maturity. That's really, really important. Can they have these tough conversations? Are they reactionary where if you bring something up, do they get defensive? Because that's, that's a long treacherous road in a marriage when everybody's reactionary instead of taking a minute and being accountable. Um, yeah, we say that that you can govern your relationship with a intention or emotion. And if you do it with with intention, then you know, you kind of have your process figured out. But if it's through emotion, that can be a hot mess. Yeah. So Trent, did you see the the you know, when the two of you met and connected fairly quickly. Did you see that story much the same as Victoria does? Well, we've, we've both been single for quite a while. For, yeah. Um, Victoria for over a decade and for me, just under a decade. So, um, you know, very much I saw it the same way. And I, like I mentioned earlier, one of the things that attracted me to Victoria is that 
I could tell from our conversation that she had given a lot of thought to who she is. Um, and a lot of thought to you know prior relationships and why they didn't work uh, was was uh, very honest with herself. I think about not just their fault, but things that she may have done wrong. And and I, th I think if we just stop and, and blame the other person for everything that that failed in a relationship, then we're setting the next relationship up to fail as well. Um, it takes two. That's actually was the biggest quote unquote red flag for me dating is if the other person was just always bagging on their ex and I never did anything wrong, you know? Yeah. 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 So, so that, and I, you know, I saw a lot of that over the years too. Um, a lot of that. And so, so um, yeah, there's just a lot of things about Victoria that just, uh, just worked very well for me. Yeah. We had, we had, Sorry, go ahead. I didn't oh, mean I was to say, I, I, you know, I think the artist thing and the going across country was, you know, one of those pieces that where she was different from me. I've, I've always been uh, uh, much more analytical and methodical in the things that I do. And I and I and I have to think through things before making a decision and um, usually to a fault. So, uh, you know, Victoria was very much a kind of a different perspective on some of this for me and is, is really uh, kind of helping, helping me to be able to, to, you know, make some decisions a little bit quicker and easier. And, and she's got, just has a different view and a different perspective on, on life and, and a lot of things than I did. And it's, it's very complimentary uh, to us in the relationship. Would you say that you're the anchor and she's the sail in your relationship? Hmm. That may actually be a good analogy. I don't know that I like being an anchor. But, um. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're grounded. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, Kathy that's, that's... is anchor and I'm the sail and, and I appreciate the anchor energy that keeps, keeps, you know, it helps keep us grounded. When we wrote our book, I, I like to say I was the creative force that got it started and she was the organizing force that made sure it got done and published. And intentional so, courtship is now available on Amazon as of November. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. But I mean, I think I think though those things can create conflict in a relationship, or you can appreciate the differences and what strengths each person brings, and may, become stronger for that. Absolutely. Yeah, it it can definitely you know it, as soon as we get into rightness, as soon as I think my way is the way that's when uh, he and I would run into trouble or vice versa, rather than there's multiple ways to do this. Or now that we're a team, what's the most efficient way? What will actually get it done? When you start asking bigger questions like that, like thinking about the whole picture rather than my ego feeling good because we're doing it my way. Um, I, I like that Trent does something and he did it today. This, this is Trent. I love you. <laughs> that is when I have said something that is so out of his realm, and, which I do a lot. And for those uh, listening, Victoria demonstrated how Trent shakes his head in dismay. <laughs> oh, my. And he just laughs under his breath and says, I love you. And I translate to that to 
you're nuts, but you're funny. And I <laughs> love all of that about you. <laughs> so um, like, it, like it's endearing rather than you drive me absolutely crazy with your, you know, out of the box ideas and stuff. He just laughs and it's like, you know, it's endearing rather than you. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're making me crazy. You know, he doesn't say those things. And so it makes me feel like I can really just be my comfortable out of the box, you know, whatever big thinking and thinking self, I tend to jump off the bridge and I will build my wings on the way down. That's <laughs> not very comfortable for Trent. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> However, if you didn't have that sort of, for lack of a better term, will of the wisp quality, you might not have found your way to his town. You know? This is true. Yeah, and we've made big, big decisions and we've done some really amazing things together already in just the, the few months that we've been together. Um, and, they, you know, <laughs> so, I mean, I assume I can share about our, our beach site. So, yeah, let's um, hear a it. dream, a dream of, of both of ours. We haven't shared this publicly yet, but a dream of both of ours was to um, have oceanfront property. And uh, it came so quick for he and I, like, I've been trying to manifest this. I mean, it's like, it used to be in all my passwords. I mean, I'm typing it in every day, you know, that just manifesting this beachfront um, Zen and, you know, dreamy um, life by the ocean. I just have so much peace by the ocean. And, and so does Trent. So, um, you know, amongst all the, the freaking our family out, well, part of that was because we said, one, we're going to get married. Two, it's going to be at that time, a month and a half, and three, we're doing it alone on the beach in Belize. So we had to hope that they didn't feel left out and understand that it was something that we needed to do that was not all about the big parties and everybody else. We, for he and I and where we're at in life, we really wanted it just focused on, on he and I and in the most peaceful you know, place. And I had just come back from Belize right before I left for my cross the country journey. I had just gotten back from Belize just a week prior. And I had fallen in love with a certain little, very small village, not a resort town, just quaint, small Caribbean. Um, and I fell in love. I felt like, like holy, cow, I'm driving across the country, but I think that this little village feels very close to home, like to my soul. The people are so friendly and the oceans is beautiful and it wasn't crowded. So um, so we, we get married in Belize and he fell in love with this, like we, we got married in the exact same villa that I stayed in just right before I went across the country. And so we got married on that private beach and he fell in love with it as well. And uh, I said, you know, I, I really feel like I'm supposed to buy some property. I don't know how that's gonna work out. Um, in Belize, you're not getting loans, you're buying things in cash. And, and uh, he, I'm guessing, probably thought that was a pretty crazy idea. Maybe he thought it was going to be way down the line. And I'm like, come on, let's make this snappy. <laughs> and um, so the day after we got 
got married on the beach, we found out that we we won a, a bidding war and we found this perfect little piece of land where we have a private beach and behind us we have a canal that opens up to the river all on the same property. I mean, it's, I didn't know that property like that even existed. So, um, and Trent with his amazing logical and money mind came up with a plan of how to actually, you know, really make this happen. And, uh, and then we just, you know, we closed on that, like the whole, you know, officially own it what, two a week ago two weeks yeah, ago um that's huge it's just been that's been like childhood dream stuff for me so does it overlook your wedding site it doesn't overlook it it's about oh shoot well it's just walking distance yeah, it's three four hundred oh, yards away close yeah it's yeah. oh yeah yeah we wow. found we found that and there's a, a particular property that felt uh, it just felt so good and so perfect. And we were hoping that um, it was, you know, for sale. And um, so, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Huge. Very exciting. What are your plans huge. with it? Do you, can I ask? Yeah. Like um, build a retirement home. <laughs> build a, build a, a beautiful cabana and some hammocks and a rooftop deck and have some kayaks and, um, you know, so this would be a spiritually based show, right? So I can talk yes. about some, okay. Yeah. Um, we talk about spiritual stuff all the time. So, so I, you know, there's a lot of praying about this is a lot of money. We're moving my money around. We're moving, we're refinancing rental houses. There's a lot involved in sacrifice as well. So I, I mean, he was praying about it. I was praying about it. And um, while we were in Belize and just before our wedding, a few days prior, and I'm really wanting to know, like, um, I, in the past, I mean, I know how to force something. If I want something to happen, you know, we can force our way. And I just, I didn't want it to be forced, as beautiful as it is. And the response that I got from Heavenly Father was that... This property needs to be used for something beyond us, for some kind of good, for his will. Um, and that, yes, it will be great for family and for friends, but that there's something special about this property. And so I said, Heavenly Father, okay, like essentially we're buying it, but, you know, I think everything is God's anyways. So I am actually kind of curious. Um, I know there is, there is one church, um, you know, of, of our faith that was about 40 minutes away, um, very, very small, um, branch, yeah, very small. I, I just can't help but wonder how us being there and this property plays into things. So all I know is I just said, okay, Heavenly Father. Um, we'll do whatever we're supposed to do with this property, you know, beyond, we know that it's going to help unify our families as well. And we can certainly invite friends and things and give them an amazing experience. But we, from this, this answer to prayer, it was beyond that. So I talked with Trent about it and 
And then uh, I said, Heavenly Father, yes, like, okay, you just let us know. Whenever it's time to do whatever we need to do, you just let us know. And, and then a few days later, you know, we found out that we had, um, they had approved our offer. That's the, the right, you know, way to say that. And we knew someone else was very much wanting that property. But so to me, it's, it's more than just a fun, exciting dream. It's, um, Heavenly Father is very, very much involved in this, in the marriage, in that property, the things that happened and that worked out so well to get that amazing piece of land and to, for us and all the finances to, to work out and play out how they did and the timing of money just coming that wasn't planned, things like that. You're like, okay, you know, this is, there's this some is, divine intervention, and we really do feel that there is a calling associated with it. We just don't know what that calling is yet. No. <laughs> well, Trent, have you experienced that? I mean, it's almost an odd question, but have you experienced this kind of thing before where the Holy Spirit comes along and says to you, hey, see that girl over there, marry her, <laughs> you know, um, where, where things happen this quickly? not only the marriage, but then you're buying beachfront property in Belize and, you know, you know, and, and I, I can't say that I really have. I mean, I think when we're, you know, young, um, you know, we may confuse other, other emotions for, for the spirit at times. Right. Um, I, I can tell you as an adult, um, no, I've not really had not experienced anything like this. However, um, You know, I, I knew that that uh, that you know, Heavenly Father prepared a way that that I was going to be able to, you know, meet her. I didn't know it was Victoria, but um, I had that faith and I had that understanding, and I, and I felt I had that promise from from Heavenly Father that that uh, I just had to keep the faith and keep trying and and not give up hope and and. Uh, in fact, my patriarchal blessing says something to the effect that uh, I bless you with the eventual finding of a worthy companion. Um, like I said, I just wished eventually hadn't been quite this long in my life, but <laughs> um, and it was confusing, obviously, as a as a seventeen year old to have my to receive a patriarchal blessing and have that promise in it spoken that way. Um, and it's interesting how, you know, oftentimes later in life, it's more, uh, we understand a little bit better what some of those, those promises and blessings uh, are. You know, I actually would love to bring in just a little bit of the book. I'll just show you. That's a proof. Anyway, um, just something that Victoria and you were both saying about all the changes that have happened in your life and how open you were in prayer for those changes to happen. And in this, um, in chapter four, the um, difficulties mid-singles can face in the church, we quote um, a prophet, President Hunter, and the counsel he gave unmarried men, unmarried women, widowed um, singles, and also divorced singles. And I won't go into, you know, the, that quote, but I ended this section with, married or single, we all are meant to grow, yet the type of growth and learning differs. Learning and growth is our purpose and mortality, and sometimes we're called to shift to new experiences so we can learn and grow in different ways. Ponder your own situation and pray with an open heart to know if change is called for in your life. 
Yeah. Very well, well said. Well said. Well, and I love how open you were to change and you both were, and that's how you found each other ultimately. Yeah. And, um, and you jumped in to this brand new situation. It kind of freaked you out, but you <laughs> did it and you did it prayerfully. And that's awesome. Like, cause that's not easy to do. Sometimes we get stuck wherever we are because that's where we are. Yeah. And Victoria, you moved to Texas as part of all of this change that went on. Um, how have you found his family and all of that to welcome, as far as welcoming you and, and that sort of thing? After the initial uh, shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it was, it was overwhelming that I had missed. Um, I want to I try and avoid getting too choked up here. But I was telling Trent when I was describing you, I left your house, you know, you and Kathy's, um, in tears, but in a good way. Um, so that was a couple of years ago. And I realized just how much I miss the warmth of, of family. Mm. I've been so entrepreneurial. I've been so independent. And quite frankly, it was easier. It's just been easier. The drama that, you know, they say women bring so much drama. I'm like, you kidding? I dated, I, I dated like the, the drama men. And it was like, my dogs and I are just much, much more peaceful for my life. And so, but you know, when I left your house, it just, it felt so warm and I was just all choked up. I remember driving when I left. Um, and, um, and Trent, uh, I married Kathy when I was 50. So I know about the eventual <laughs> thing you're talking eventual. about. But yeah. So tell us, yeah, I didn't know about this when you left. Yeah, so keep going. I didn't mean to. Yeah, to no, your train you're of fine. Um, well, it just really planted a seed in my heart about just how much I miss. I miss family. Um, I miss just the warmth of you know kids playing. They're they're really talented um, children. You know, playing their music right there and. You know, my kids have also moved out. So I was missing the kid portion of things too. And so when I met Trent's um, sister, his mom, there was just a bunch of family at, the, um, at their house at the time. It, it was overwhelming. There was just so much love and warmth and scripture time. I mean, that's not something I've seen in a decade, you know, and and just the laughing and the sitting around the table or in the couches and just uh, watching the home movies of, of Trent. And oh, it was um, in the family prayer. I really realized, oh my gosh, I am this close to being like a hermit. Like I'm doing so much alone. Um, me going to a coffee shop to sit and work, you know, like that was like becoming social for me. So it was just so overwhelming. When I left that trip, which was the one that we let um, all of them know that we were engaged, um, oh, his mom and I just hugged and cried. Like it was, oh. Yeah, that's, that's a great story. So she fell in love with you too, sounds like. Yeah, um, she had been following me on social media. And so she was reading about my journey. Like before and, you met Trent? Um, no, so I met Trent and then 
I guess he had shared, you know, my name and social media and what have you. Okay. So, um, so she went back though and read through the whole journey and she knew the parts because I wasn't sharing it publicly that I, you know, had met someone and I was very quiet about this. And, you know, she, she knew and, but she had read other posts and she could get like, she got a feel for my heart and, and who I was. I'm just, I'm very open and social media about deep stuff, funny stuff and deep stuff. And uh, so when I met her, again, she just knew I was a girlfriend. Um, she just, she hugged me and said, I just feel like I know you so well. And I'm thinking, boy, am I glad, you know, that was a warm welcome because I'm about to be your daughter. <laughs> she didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't say anything until Trent was ready. And so it was only about, I don't know, a half an hour, 45 minutes or so that we were there. And he said, uh, yeah, I'd like to talk with all of you. And they're like, oh, innocent. Oh, he <laughs> just lets them know that, uh, you know, that, that we're engaged, that it was so sweet. Then they got on the phone and video with other family members. And it was just like this big, huge celebratory thing. And, oh, I just felt so welcomed. And it was, it was absolutely overwhelming. I mean, you know, I knew he was right, but married into an amazing family. So you found home with him, his family. Yep. Small town. Yep. That's awesome. And then our, and, and then our, our beach, you know, we got married. We're going to, yeah, we bought property on the same sand that we essentially got married on. Right. Yeah. So, and you're in Texas yeah. now, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How long do you think it'll take you to build and move? I mean, are you trying to do that right away or? Well, <laughs> of course, I want to jump off the bridge and go. Um, Trent. Let's go live in the tent while it's being built, right? We're, we're, we're using bungee cords this time. Um, <laughs> Some kind of parachute safety system. What, what, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what parachutes are for. I don't get it. But. <laughs> Um, in case you don't build the wings before you reach the ground. <laughs> I always do. Look at me. I'm here. <laughs> so we do have plans to, uh, right now, the, the piece of property is very much uh, undeveloped. It's, it's pretty much beachside jungle. Beachside palm trees, jungles, who knows what kind of yeah. crocodiles live in there. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we are making plans at this point to uh, have it cleared and uh, having a, a simple little cabana built on the property so yeah. that we have a place to, to visit and with family and, and friends. And so for now, it will be somewhere you travel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. The fr it's so nice because from, from the Dallas airport, it's less than three hours to get there. It's closer than flying, you know, to New York or Florida. Ironically, it's, it's almost exactly the same, uh, Airtime is flying from Dallas to Salt Lake. Oh, okay. Nice. I've made that flight a few times. Victoria knows this, but I, I lived in Texas for three years and and it was kind of a new start for me too. It it really kind of got me out of the muck of uh, some of my early mid single life. Um, so I have a special place in my heart for Texas. Um, I want to ask um victoria a question and she's told the story publicly a number of times so i think i can say this but we'll see you you hold <laughs> you sometimes hold up this 
this uh, item that you got from the power company. It, it means something to you. Oh, I do. I have it not far from me right now. I, I keep it close. Um, I have like three or so. So it's my shut off notices. Um, I have them right now. I keep them on my art table. Uh, I had uh, some very, very rough times. Single mom raising five kids. Um, still this figuring out. This was around when I first knew you, um, yep. as I recall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had to figure out my value and my, my worth in the world coming out of a, a very tough marriage where I didn't know my value and I wasn't told my value. And I just, I just had gotten so confused despite my, my parents being so loving and raising me. I definitely, it was a rough, it was a rough marriage and the way I internalized it, you know, I, I can be accountable enough to say I internalized, internalized things that were said to me as if they were truth. So when I came out of that marriage, um, I, I was struggling and again, you had some unwinding from that. Yep. yep. I had a lot of rewiring to do. And, um, you know, so financially, if I'm stressed out, just trying to raise my kids and figure out who I am, then it's pretty normal for the finances to take a big hit as well. Um, no child support, no alimony. And all of a sudden I'm figuring out how to take care of a whole household, you know, it was a lot. And so these uh, shutoff notices, you know, at the time they were so embarrassing to me. I didn't want my kids to come home from school and see them. And it was just horrifying to, to me at the time. And, uh, you know, I've always had this vision that um, I shouldn't throw them away. As embarrassing as they were, I had this strong feeling, very strong prompting that I should keep them. And that at some, at some point in time, I would show them, like I'd be on TV or something where I could show other people that I wasn't spoon fed my beachside property or my amazing husband. Mm. Like it took hustle and work and sacrifice. And, um, and because I, in the vision, I guess in the, it was like, I, I don't know if it was a, a dream or whatever, but I was sitting all nicely dressed and looked all nice and someone was interviewing me and the audience didn't believe my story. They thought the success that I had was, you know, spoon fed and it was given to me. And so in this like, in this like vision, I was wearing the kind of a nice blazer sports coat type thing. And I pulled out my shutoff notices and said, this, this was, and there's like three or four of them, you know, this is where I've come from. And then I, it was like, I could feel the energy of the audience completely shift because my goal is to give people hope, right? And if I just come out looking all polished, like everything's fine, then how does that really inspire anybody? So I still have them and I keep them on my art table. And it's a reminder to me, because sometimes I'll still have a hard day. It's a reminder to me, no, you know, you've got this, like, look where you came from. Um, you know, sometimes I shoot so far and I get so far that even that is not enough. You know, as an entrepreneur, you're always like more and more, um, you know, my goals, my goal setting. So that keeps me really grounded and says, hey, let's just be grateful for where we're at and look how far you've come. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, I, I, have, I would like to. Sorry, did you did you finish what you were saying? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So I, I wanted to connect that to 
Um, well, as you were talking, it occurred to me to connect it to, I have my own shut off notice story where I got stranded with my kids out in the middle of nowhere and a, only a few hundred bucks in my bank account. And it was really a shame filled moment in a lot of ways, yeah. probably the lowest moment of my life in, in many ways. And, um, and a lot of this had occurred in the whole emotional turmoil of my divorce and everything similar to, to your situation. But I remember you and I went to lunch shortly after this moment for me. And I just, I, I remember telling you uh, things have got to change. I can't do life this way anymore. I've got to, you know, and I was making this Scarlett O'Hara vow. I'll never be hungry again with God as my witness. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and, uh, I remember saying to you, I've, um, I've said this before, but this time I, I mean it <laughs> and, and I really mean it. And you said, and I'll never forget this. You weren't in enough pain yet. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, uh, I think sometimes the pain we experience can be a wake up call to I got to change because the way that I'm doing things, the way that I'm thinking, the way that I'm reacting and, and responding to my life is, is not working for me. It's causing me pain. Yeah. It's like an emotional rock bottom, right? Right. Like it has to suck that bad that you make a change. So it got that bad for you and for me. And right. you know, we both made really big um, changes in our mindset who we are attracting into our lives, you know? And then it, st it still took a long time for you to establish yourself <laughs> and find your partner. Um, it feels like a long time. I want to be careful to, I've shamed myself over this term long time, right? Because it's a judgment on myself. Actually, so, I meant it more as a, we need to be patient with the process. Absolutely. And I was not. So <laughs> Trent's lovely story. <laughs> because it is lovely about him having faith that he would find, you know, that one, I was losing that. I really was losing that faith. Um, and I came into meeting him, thankfully, with, I was just so raw and real. And I had told Heavenly Father, just tell me where you want me. It's just time for me to be open. And, uh, and so that's, you know, why, but I really, I was, I was losing a lot of faith on the partner thing, like kind of one of those mentalities, you know, it'll work out in the afterlife kind of thing. I like think a I lot was, of people do lose that. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was getting close to finding that kind of level of peace, but uh, just in the nick of time, <laughs> Emily father just swooped in and said, hold on there. Hold on with all I that. got stuff for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, hey. laughs> um, but I, I love that he just, he like had a knowing, like he would, you know, he would find me and I was like, I don't know, I'm driving around. <laughs> just, you yeah. know, your story is so inspiring. And I love that you kept those notices and that you remember where you come from and you use it to, as, as a catalyst for your own gratitude for how your life has shifted. And it's a really beautiful story. And mm -hmm. I look forward to seeing you 
all prim and proper on your beachfront property and looking <laughs> like you've had the world handed to you, but you've really worked really hard on yourself and on your career. And, um, and I'm so happy for you too. And it's been really fun to talk with you guys. I, I want to ask one, one more question of both of you um, before we wind up, but uh, I guess the best way for me to ask it is there, there's a story that I tell all the time and I hope our listeners aren't sick of it, but um, President Reagan uh, gave an interview shortly before he left the White House and, and he mentioned how as a young um, man, he had just graduated from college and he was very disappointed that he didn't get the job as the manager of the sporting goods department at Montgomery Ward in Dixon, Illinois, where he grew up. And he talked about how this was kind of painful for him. And then later uh, he, he found himself um, in a improbable job interview to become a baseball announcer for a local team but he went to bigger and bigger markets and eventually to Hollywood where he became an actor, which took him into politics and he became president of the United States and changed the world. And, and Tom Brokaw said, so if you had gotten the job at Montgomery Wards, he said, might still be working there. And Brokaw mm -hmm. said, instead of president of the United States. And he said, exactly. And he told he said a similar story regarding the first woman that he'd ever loved and been engaged to and got his heart broken because life kind of took them in different directions. And he also made the observation, but if that had worked out the way I wanted it to, I wouldn't have Nancy, the love of my life. And so I've thought about that story a lot. It reminds me a little bit of, you know, Joseph who is sold into Egypt and the Bible getting sold as a slave and, and then getting thrown in prison for a crime he didn't commit. And you think that feels like a tragedy, but then it turns out that he ends up basically the ruler of the country and saving it from famine and saving his own family and he extends forgiveness to his brothers for selling him and, and says, really wasn't you guys that, that brought me here. It was God. And I've seen this in my own life. I mean, if my life hadn't come completely apart and got divorced and all that, I wouldn't have this amazing wife that I have. I wouldn't have her two kids, which doubled the number of kids I, I have. And I wouldn't have an amazing, the amazing job I have if I hadn't been laid off from my corporate job in Texas. And so, I don't know, I think I want to ask you guys to comment on this, this same concept. Do you feel like in some ways your greatest blessings have come from tragedy? Yep. I remember the job that I got fired from and I didn't know how I was going to raise my kids. It was shortly after my divorce. Um, and it gave me the kick in the pants to become an entrepreneur. And it made it so one of my biggest goals, which was um, at that time that I could still go to my kids' school plays every time they did any kind of activity at school. I was so worried because of this job that I wouldn't be able to be the mom that I was used to being. And 
uh, I couldn't believe that I got fired. I was scared. Um, but I would not, for me, and the way my brain works, that entrepreneurial mindset, um, it's just it's just part of me. And you know, I was able to figure out how to make my own money and hustle and be able to be the mom that I still wanted to be and go to all their events and all of this. And but yeah, I remember it was Macy's department store. Uh, I got in trouble for using um, a coupon in my off hours. And they, it was a very weird, confusing thing. I was buying stuff from the store that I worked at and I was using a coupon that everybody gets in the mail. For whatever reason, they, uh, they were super angry. And the whole thing is so weird that you can't help but think there is some strange intervention in that. Uh, my dad was an attorney and he said, uh, I think some people were probably threatened by you because there was nothing, you didn't do anything wrong. And he said, do you wanna fight this? But just as you know, I'm an attorney and this fight can get really ugly. And in your life right now, I don't know that that's what you want, but it's up to you. We can fight it and we will win. And you know, I decided not to fight it and just right. to move on with my life. and then ended up um, getting into different entrepreneurial ventures. And you know, now I'm full steam, ahead, uh, uh, full steam ahead with Wind Modern Art because I, I love the idea of showing people that there's a very simple outlet for stress and for something that you could do with your couple. I am just so passionate about that. I don't think I will ever, I can't imagine retiring from it. I enjoy it so much. Mm -hmm. but, so, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Well, we're excited to see where you go, the places Thank you'll you. go, the things you'll do. That's, you've got a <laughs> big future ahead of you. And Trent, how about you? Um, blessings in life that it came from tragedy? Well, obviously, Victoria. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I think all of us, when we, we find ourselves single in, 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 in the middle of our lives, uh, that wasn't the plan. Right. Um, and that certainly, I mean, maybe it was God's plan, but it wasn't our plan. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but, you know, in retrospect, there are, you know, so many, so many blessings and opportunities that have come through adversity, um, both in respect to having gone through divorce um, and having gone through layoffs and job changes that have taken me to different places. Um, just uh, being able to meet people and, and, and it's always ended up being that there was growth either personally or professionally. Um, and, and now to feel, you know, feel this, this wholeness of relationship again and um, this opportunity that we have to go together, I, I can't think of a, of, a, of a greater blessing to come from the, the patience and the, you know, the long suffering, so to speak. Yeah. And you mentioned personal growth and that's, I just have one quick follow-up question. Um, do you feel through those challenges, through those tragedies, um, or at least how it seemed at the time that the blessings now in your marriage, um, are benefited by the growth that you've experienced? Like, are you better for each other than you would have been if you hadn't gone through all that? Uh, absolutely. 
Um, and I think it's because we've both taken the time to, to do the, the hard work, mm. the, to be retrospective and to uh, you know, understand our parts in our past, to understand and to develop a relationship with our Heavenly Father, to grow in faith and to, uh, you know, I, I think to just learn long suffering and patience as well. Yeah, so and, it's and like it doesn't happen. It didn't happen automatically. It happened because you were intentional about your growth. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Very mindful. Yeah. Very mindful. That's awesome. And yeah, we're I've still heard. practicing. Yeah. When you're now you're growing together. Right. Yeah. I've heard Tony Robbins say that it's <clears throat> that most people grossly overestimate what they can do in a year and grossly underestimate what they can do in five. And, uh, for both Victoria and I, it's been, well, you know, 12 years, uh, although I think gradually we saw miracles and improvement along the way. But I really do feel like sometimes we're inclined, I mean, because Victoria and I are similar in this way, but we were inclined to shake our fists and, you know, yell at our plants to grow faster. And, <laughs> and ultimately... They grow as fast as they grow. You can water, you can nurture, you can fertilize and all that. And then God has to do the rest. And, you know, I'm certainly grateful for the place he's brought me to. And I'm glad to see my good friend uh, married to a great person from everything I can see and uh, settled in a, a new life that seems amazing. Yeah, thank you. I think in a lot of ways, Victoria defies that quote from Tony Robbins, though. I mean, what, look what you accomplished on your eat, pray, love journey, or at least that's what it means to everyone else. You got to jump off that bridge, you know, and, and then well, hope there's a, a trend to catch She had to get to a point where she wasn't getting shut off notices to even take that journey. You know? That's true. Yeah, and that's that's so true. And um, yeah, my my carefree side... And part of how I knew Trent was different is that while I was driving, I was telling him that I, I didn't realize that my carrier for, I won't name names, but my carrier for my phone, my internet was not working and I was only using the map system from my phone. So it was just spinning and I'm in the middle of nowhere. Um, sometimes I could get a call in to him and I... I knew he was starting to care about me when he's like, where are you? And I said, I don't know. I am not sure. My like, what are you talking about? Well, my, my phone isn't working, you know, to use the maps, you know, for my iPhone. And so he um, had bought the, what do you call it? The, Gar the Garmin, the GPS system. And he kind of figured out where I was. And then had it so I could pick it up at a Best Buy like an hour up the road. And he's like, just go straight, <laughs> just go straight. And then at this exit, get off the exit, go to Best Buy. It's waiting there for you. And then you need to set it up. Don't just put it in the car. Like he was clearly getting to know me. <laughs> so he literally helped you find him. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So we should do a commercial for Garmin GPS like, <laughs> and for Best Buy for that matter. Um, that's but funny. yeah, that's when I realized, okay, this, there's something special about this guy. Like I felt so taken care of 
And for me, you know, I would just try and use my spidey senses and figure it out eventually. And he was like, we're not going to do it that way, you know, this time. He's like, I don't mean to be pushy, but I would really feel better if you had a GPS system in your car. And he said it nicely, like to not insult me that like, why would I go across the country and assume my phone was going to work? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, welcome to our world and the patience he has for me and how lucky I am. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I just actually thought about going through life too. Our GPS system is our, you know, our connection to God and personal revelation and the the spirit. Um, our spidey sense comes through our spiritual, you know, gifts and our intuition. And um, I guess that's not really a commercial for a GPS system, but um, <laughs> definitely for, you know, spiritual strength. And, um, and you guys have that. And it's been really fun talking with you. Thanks for Thank being on Lilypod today. Oh, yeah, we much appreciate it. And I hope that your story will inspire some, uh, some of our listeners sure that may be in that dark place to have some hope that amazing things are in the future. And so I think, uh, yeah, I think you've, you've given us a great testimonial that, that God has great things in store for us if we trust the process and, and follow him. So with that, with that, remember that any time is a great time for more love in your life. Thanks for listening to LilyPod. Subscribe to LilyPod and get notice of each new weekly episode. If you enjoy what you heard, give us a positive review. We want to reach as many mid-singles and later married couples as possible, so please share this podcast with those you love. To access fabulous free content like written articles and YouTube videos on LilyDube, and to learn about our book Intentional Courtship and Lily Coaching Services, visit loveinlateryears.com.